The last thing we were discussing was if someone's jug or barrel broke in a shutarabim and someone slipped on the, the water, according to Tanakama, which is Rabbi Meir Hayav, according to Rabbi Yehuda, it depends if he did it on purpose or not. Uh, if he did it on purpose, he's Hayav. If not on purpose, you're Patur. And the Gemara was trying to understand what does that mean on purpose. And Rabbah explained that a person was uh, was uh, on purpose trying to bring it down off his shoulder into the Shutrabim and someone broke it and slipped. So Abaya had a question. It sounds like according to Rabbi Meir, even if there was an order, something out of control, he would still be high because he doesn't differentiate between on purpose or not. And why is that? It's an honest. A person made a mistake. And he brought a bright that Rabbi Meir agrees that if there's a mistake, you're not Hayav when it comes to uh, Nezikim, damages. And with that, we're going to start. Kafet Amud Aleph, six lines in, in the middle of the line, where it says, El Amar the perush of the word Mitkaven, according to Rabbi Uda, means he on purpose wanted to break it. And no Mitkaven means he broke it by mistake. He wasn't planning on breaking it. And really, really the Mahloket is too faceted. Between Rabbi Meir Tanakama and Rabbi Yehuda. Number one, Plige Bishat Nefila. They're arguing at the time where it fell or the time where the person didn't even have a chance to uh, pick it up yet. Upligan, they're also arguing, Leahara Nefila. What happens after it fell and broke? And Abaya explains. Number one, Plige Bishat Nefila. Their argument is when it, at the time where it's breaking, Binitkal Poshea. If the person who tripped and as a result his uh, his cup broke, right, his jug broke, the Amor Savar Bimiyatanakama held Nitkal Posha when someone trips, so he should have been careful where he was walking. He tripped, he is, uh, he's considered negligent and therefore he's Hayav. Umor Savar and Abuda held that the person tripping Nitkal Lav Posha, he's not negligent, it was just a mistake and therefore he's Patur. And number two, Pligel Ahar Nefila Bim Afkir Nezakav. Oh, number two, they're arguing in regards to after it, he fell and it broke. At that point, he decided, you know what? I'm afkir this uh, thing in the middle of Rishut Rabim, all the broken pieces there. Afkir, the mahlokit is more savar. held mafkir nezakav. Hayav, if a person is mafkir, whatever damage or stumbling block or obstacle he put in Rishut Rabim, he's still hayav. Meaning, if you started off being negligent, you're, you're still hayav. But Tosfor explains that if it was, uh, it started off with an honest, you'd be patur even according to Bimir. Umar Sabar Yuda held patur if someone's mafkir, uh, whatever he broke in Rishuta Rabim, even if it started off with Shia, you're patur because according to Yuda, a person is only liable if the board is in his ownership. And the Gemara asks Umimai. Who said that Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Yudha are arguing on two things because the Mishnah or the Braita says two things. Number one, he slipped under water. Or number two, he, he slipped and got hurt with, on the shards of uh, the clay over there. Maybe it's the same thing. Maybe maybe it's only one Mahloket over here. Maybe it's just two parts of the same Mahloket. It's the same thing. Rather, you have to say as follows. If someone slips on the water, that's at the time where it broke. And you have to say that when a person got hurt because of the, the shards, that's after it fell. So they're talking about two different times. So now the Gemara asks, Well, if our Mishnah is talking about two different things, two different Mahlokas, then you have to say the Braita also is two machlok, it's two different things.
So Mishlama Kadomashkahatla, I understand the case where if someone broke his jug and he didn't remove it, I understand how he could be negligent and be hayav or bishat nefila or lahanefila, whether it's at the time when he was breaking, he wasn't careful when he was walking, so he's negligent, or after he broke it, he didn't clean it. Okay. Ela gemalo. But when it comes to his camel, I get it. He didn't pick up after it fell. He didn't pick it up. That makes sense. And what he do? He just was uh, mafkir the dead body of the camel. So okay, now I understand how that's negligent. How could you be negligent at the time where the camel is falling? How could a person stop this camel from falling? So my answer is Amara we are talking about a situation where a person walked his camel next to an area where there's water, and because the camel is very big, the water went up, covered the path, and because you couldn't see the actual path, the the camel tripped over and fell. So it's your fault that you took the camel that way. So what exactly what exactly are we talking about? If there was another way, then he's poshahu. Then okay, you're negligent. It's your fault. If there's no other way, well, anusu, you're an anus. There's no other way to get through. So the Gemara explains. We're talking about a situation where a person tripped and the and the camel tripped on him. So according to Buddha, he's patur, because when a person trips, he's considered anus, and according to Bimeir, he's hayav, because a person who trips should have seen where he was going, and he's considered negligent. So now the Gemara is going to go back to what we said before in regards to that there's a two-way machloket while it was breaking, and then after it broke, and we said that if a person was mafkir, the broken shards, that's considered negligent. Mafkir nezakav maimit kaven ika, but when someone is mafkir, the damaging pieces... How is that an intent to damage? Why is Rabbi Uda saying he's Hayav? According to him, really, if a person is Mafkir, whatever uh, the, da- the damaged pieces, he should be Patur. So, Amar Yosef, Bemitkaven Lizkot Baharasea. We're talking about a situation where a person never was Mafkir those shards, rather, he was planning to pick up those shards and keep them and use them. And that's why he's Hayav if they damage anything. the same thing. We're talking about a situation where he, he, the person had intent to pick up the shards and use them. The Gemara brings another explanation to the Mahlok between Tanakama and Rabbi Yehuda and the Mishnah. Rabbi Mahloket. While the item was falling, or right, right then and there, there's a mahlok between Rabbi Mir and Rabbi Yehuda. The question is, after it broke, what would be the din? You want to say it's patur according to everyone, but that can't be, because Rabbi Mir said he would be hayav after it fell, because it says in Mishnah, the thing broke and he didn't take it out, or the camel fell and didn't pick it up. It sounds like even afterwards you'd still hayav. Elamai, so what do you want to say? Divrea call hayav. You want to say according to everyone he'd be hayav? That can't be either. The patre rabanan argue on Rabbi Meir and they say he's patur. So what's the mahloket? Stigma explains. Elamai bishat nefila. What does that mean, bishat nefila, at the time when it's falling? Af bishat nefila. Also, during the time of it falling, the Kamash Malan Rabbi Lazar wants to explain to you that there's two machlokets here before, or before meaning right at the time when it was breaking and after it broke. Meaning, Rabbi Lazar is trying to explain to us that even though the break doesn't sound like they argue at the time of it breaking, 
the he's coming to explain to you that yes, they also arguing, and and Abaye is correct. Rabbi Yochanan Amar the Harnefila Machloket. Rabbi Yochanan said no, the Machloket is only after it broke between Rimi and Rabbanan. Aval b'shaat Nefila Mai at the time of it breaking, what would be the halacha? Did Rabbi call Patur? You want to tell me everyone will tell you it's Patur? We have the Kamar Rabbi Yochanan the Kamar. Rabbi Yochanan later on is going to say that Lo Temu Matnitin Rabbi Meir the Amarit Kal Poshau. You can't say a Mishnah coming up is like Rabbi Meir who said that if a person trips, he's considered negligent. And we understood from there, Michlal, there be Meir Mechayev. It sounds like Rabbi Meir's Mechayev. If he's, he obligates someone to pay if he tripped and broke something, he's considered negligent. Elamai, rather, what do you want to say? The Vakal Hayav, everyone's going to say Hayav. But Rabbi Hanan later on says, You can't say our Mishnah is like Rabbi Meir who said someone who trips is Poshiah. It sounds like Michlal de Patre Rabbanan. It sounds like Rabbanan, uh, they argue and they say he's Patur. So you can't say everyone agrees it's patur. You can't say everyone agrees it's hayav. Ela hakamashon. Rather, the hidush is the machloket is also bef- while the thing is breaking and after the thing is broken. And the hidush is the mafkir nezakav de hacha hu de patera banan de anusu. That when someone is mafkir the broken parts of whatever broke. If it started off as an ones over here, the rabbanan would say he's patur since it's an ones. And Rabbi Meir says he's posheon, therefore, if he's mafkir, still he's hayav. Aval mafkir nezakav de'amba, but in general, a case where a person is mafkir, whatever was broken for him, or he was mafkir born in Shuta Rabin, didn't argue. Everyone would agree, mehaiveh. Meaning, if it's a case that that could be honest, it could looked at, uh, could be looked upon as an honest, Okay, there's a mahlukat Rabbi Meir and Rabbanan. But if, according to everyone, it's a pshia, he was negligent, or he directly caused the bor b'shut rabim damage, then everyone would agree that he is hayav. Now, itamar, it was said, mafkir nezakav, Rabbi Yohanan, Rabbi Lazar, hadamar hayav, hadamar patur. If someone's uh, cup broke in shut rabim, there's a whole bunch of broken shards on the floor, and the person was mafkirit. One of them said hayav, the other one said patur. So lema, let's say madam hayev patar Let's say whoever said he, he, the person who mazmafkir uh, the broken pieces is hayav like Rabbi Meir, and the one who said patur is like Rabbanan. The Gemara says no, you can't say that because according to Rabbi Meir who said hayav, no one will argue that once you put them there on purpose, then you'd be hayav. The mahlogin in between Rabbi Yohanan and Rabbi Lazar is according to Rabbanan Shita. Man de patar, whoever said patur, is like Rabbanan. And the one who said hayav, Amalach will tell you, Arad Amre, Afil Rabbanan. I say even Rabbanan would say hayav, because Atka no patre Rabbanan. Ela be mafkir nezakav dacha, only in the case where a person was mafkir the damaged pieces, like over here. Mishum Danusu because it started off as an honest. Aval be mafkir nezakav the alba in general where he just put it there on purpose and he was and he was mafkirit. Mehayve even Rabbanan would agree that it's a bor b'shuta rabim and he be hayav. Now the Gemara says this time it makes sense to say the Rabbil Azar who the Amar hayav. The Rabbil Azar is the one who said that if someone makes his obstacle ownerless that he's still obligated to pay. He's liable. The Amar Rabbil Azar Mishum Rabbi Shmael Shenidvarim Enan Beshuto Shel Adam Ve'Asa Ana Katuv Keilu En Beshuto. There's two things 
that are not in someone's possession, but the Torah said it is in your possession, that you would be liable if they damaged. Ve'eluhen, these are the two things. Number one, bor b'shut harabim. If someone made a bore a hole in a shut harabim, even though a shut harabim is hefker, still it's as if it belongs to you. Ve'hametz, mishesha'ot ulmala, and hametz, uh, anything from the beginning of the sixth hour, and on, so it's an hour before uh, midday. Really, midday, right? That's midday, but Hachamim Merikzera one hour earlier. If you own Hametz, even if it's in, if it's not in your possession, so you're not seeing it, and no one could find it, you locked it up somewhere. If it's yours, you did the Avera. So according to Rabbi Lazar, you see that if a person was mafkir abor, it doesn't make a difference. You're still liable for damages. And this time it makes sense that Rabbi Lazar says if someone made his obstacles ownerless, he's still hayav. Now the Gemara asks, did Rabbi Lazar really say that? If someone kicked garbage, pushed garbage in Rishut Arabim, so let's say someone found a Coke can in Rishut Arabim, and he kicks the Coke can, and then someone else slips on it and got hurt, the person who kicked the Coke can is liable for the damages. And Rabbi Azar explained that's only when he was planning to acquire whatever garbage that he kicked. But if he never had any intent to acquire it, patur. Now, bottom line is you see from Rabbi Azar, Alma, Mavkir Nezakav, Patur. You understand from Rabbi Azar from the fact that you have to have intent to acquire it and then leave it in a Rabim for the person to fall down and get hurt, for the person, for the kicker to be uh, liable. In order for all that to happen, you see that if a person made his things ownerless, he's Patur. So how can you say that Rabbi Lazar is the one who said a person who made his, uh, his obstacle ownerless is Hayab? So Amara Vada Barava, our Mishnah is talking about Shehazira Limkoma. We're talking about a situation where he put it back to the original spot, and that's why he's Patur. Amara Vina, Mashal Deravada Barava Lema Davadome. Ravada's explanation in Rabbi Lazar, what's it like? The Motse Bor It's like someone who found an uncovered hole. He covered it and then he uncovered it again. It does not count as if you're the one who made the hole and therefore you're Patur. Same thing, a person who kicked the garbage and brought it back is Patur. And based on that, Midame, what are you comparing cases? Hatam over there, when you covered the hole, lo istalak maaser rishon. The the original hole wasn't uh, taken away. The, the hole is still there. Hacha, when you pick up the garbage and you move it, istalak lehu maaser rishon. Whatever obstacle was there originally is not there anymore. And when you put it back, it's as if you made a new obstacle. If you really want to compare it, it's If you're going to compare it to cases, it would be if someone found an open uh, hole, he, he filled it with uh, dirt, and then he dug it all over again. Whatever originally happened, the original hole is not there, and this is a new hole. And now it is his hole. And that's why he would be Hayav in whatever obstacle he set.
And same idea with the garbage. You moved it, it's not there anymore. You put it back, it's as if you created something new. So again, we're back to the original question. Why does Rabbi Lazar hold that you're only Hayav when kicking the thing, when you had the intent to acquire it, when he himself holds that a Bor B'Shut Rabim Hayav? So Ela Amar rather, Ravashi explains Rabbi Lazar, when he kicked it or he flipped it, less than three tefahim. So this is not called really picking it up. It's not as if you covered the hole and then uh, uh, dug it out again. So in that type of case where you just kicked it less than three tefahim, you can't obligate him to pay. He can't be liable unless he had intent to acquire it. So now, So the question is, why does Rabbi Lazar have to set up the Mishnah in, in a way where the person kicked it less than three Fahim? And the reason he's Hayav is because he had intent to acquire it. But if he didn't have intent to acquire it, he's not Hayav, he's exempt. Why do you have to say like that? Look, you say the Mishnah, we talk, we're talking about a situation, we're talking about a situation where he kicked it even higher than three tefahim. And say the Hidush is, even though you had intent not to acquire it, you're still Hayab. Because at the end of the day, Rabbi Lazar holds that a Bor Arabim is Hayab. So, Amar Abba explains, Matnitin Keshite. Really, he had a problem with the Mishnah. My area hafach. Why does it say hafach that you flip the garbage? Litani higbia. Just say pick up. Elash mamina. Rather, you have to say from the fact that we changed the language that call hafach lemata mishaloshahu. That any time you flipped, it's less than three tefahim, and therefore he didn't make the bore. And that's why Rabbi Lazar have to say that he had to have intent to acquire it. Now, the Gemara has an issue. Then, if Rabbi Lazar is saying Hayav, then Rabbi Hanan Amar Patur. Then we have to say that Rabbi Hanan is saying that if someone uh, makes his uh, obstacle ownerless, he is Patur. Rabbi Hanan really say that. But we learned if someone left a thorn or a piece of glass in Shutar Abim. Or if someone put uh, thorns around his fence, or there's a fence that uh, you know, made a stone, but it fell into the shutarabim, and someone else got hurt because of them, the owner of the obstacle is liable for payment. said that's only. If the thorns are sticking out to Rashut Arabim, Aval Bim Tsem Patur. But if a person had the thorns exactly on the border of his yard, then he's Patur. Now, the Yuk is Mitsem Tsem, Maitama Patur. When a person leaves the thorn exactly by where his borderline is, why is he Patur? Because Lav Mishum de Havia le Bor Bishuto, because it's a born his Rashut, Mikal de Hayuva de Bor Bishuta Rabimu. It sounds like uh, from Rabbi Yohanan that Bor is only a problem when it's in Rashuta Rabim, not in, not in Rashuta Yahid. Alma Mafkine Zakav Hayav, where we understanding from all this that according to Rabbi Yohanan, if someone makes his obstacle ownerless, he's still liable to pay. So how can we say that Rabbi Lazar said he's Hayav and Rabbi Yohanan and then understood Rabbi Yohanan said Patur? So the Gemara explains, You have to say that according to Yohanan, that a person who makes his obstacle ownerless is patur. 
And when someone has his thorns exactly by his border, not going into Rashud Rabim, why is he patur? Not because he put it in his area. Because Ravaha Bered Ravika explained already. The reason he's patur is the fish in Darkan Shilbene Adam Nit Hakech Baketalim. Because it's not normal, it's not common for people walking in a Shutarabim to uh, rub on the walls of, uh, of, of people's houses. People usually walk in the middle of the sidewalk, they walk in the street, but they don't rub themselves on people's fences. So then a person did what he was supposed to do. The person, and then the person walking down the street didn't walk in, like a normal person, and therefore he's patur. And now the Gemara has a different question. So we want to say that Rabbi Yohanan said that if a person's mafkir, his nezakim, it's patur. Did he really say that? Halacha is like a stam mishnah, a mishnah with no rabbi. The halacha is like it. We learned that we have a Mishnah that says if someone dug a hole in Shut Rabim and an animal, an ox or a donkey fell into it, Yahayav, you see more Bishut Rabim, and it sounds like a person was Mafkirit and still Hayav. So how could you say Rabbi Yohanan said Mafkir is like a patur? Ela, you have to say, Le'olam Rabbi Yohanan Amar Hayav. Rather, you have to say that Rabbi Yohanan said Hayav. Okay, Um Rabbi Yohanan Amar Hayav, then are we saying Rabbi Lazar Amar Patur? But didn't we say Rabbi Azar said in the name of Rabbi Shmael that a boy Rabim Hayab sounds like a, is a, a person who's mafkir is, is nezakim is Hayab. So the explains la kasha hadide haderabe. You have to say there's no contradiction when we said mafkir nezakav is patur. That's what here Bilazar actually holds. And when we said mafkir nezakav hayav, that's something derabe. That's his rabbi Rabbi Shmuel's sevara. He argues on his rabbi. And we'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem le'olam. Amen. Ve'amen.